I'm Dan. And I'm Mindy. And we're here to review another killer movie. We just watched this uh, this past week. I've seen it a couple times. Choose or Die. Yes. It's a Netflix only original. Um, it was directed by, I have no idea who directed it. It was directed by Toby Meekins. It was written by Toby Meekins and Simon Allen. And it's starring Iola Evans, Oscar Butterfield, Angela Griffin, and Ryan Gage. All right, and what I was going to say, what the most important thing is, is that this director, it's his debut of doing anything, which is why he got sent only to Netflix, and he is actually a a Twitch streamer, not a director. Oh, that's sweet. So he just got enough money to where he can make a movie? Yep. That's fucking dope, dude. Yep. See, and these are the stories that I like hearing about. Like, as much as I love the big-budget movies and stuff. And the reason why, you guys all know, well, there is a very, very seasoned actor in here that uses his voice every once in a while. That would be Freddy Krueger, a.k.a. Robert Englund. He actually is in this movie. He, It is a will recording that he did for the movie because I found out that the kid that directed this knows them. Don't know how, but he knows them. So we got him to do him a favor. That's sweet, though. He said, like, I won't. He wanted him to be the entire voice of, like, the cheese or die thing. He wanted him to do the entire thing. But he didn't. Does England have kids? England have kids? I think he has a couple. I'm not sure. I wonder if he's got any young kids or someone in his family. Because a lot of the times I see that happens with the streamers nowadays. Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, like, somebody, like a famous actor or someone, their kids will, like, watch the streamer. And yeah. that'll put them onto them. So maybe it came about. That's just, you know, I guess. Yeah, that's, that, that happens. That happens quite a lot. But, like, like, Dana White's hanging out with the Nelk Boys now, and it's like, that's because his kid fucking watched the Nelk Boys. He's like, oh, these guys are pretty cool. <laughs> so, it's cool to see. And it's awesome to see, like, somebody, like, a Twitch streamer gets to make a fucking movie. Because, like, we don't see that very often. And this is, like, I don't, it, it doesn't have budget numbers. I looked everywhere for them. It's extremely indie. Yeah, it's pretty low budget uh, from what I'm guessing, since they don't have numbers available. But what it I doesn't heard? look it. What I heard, it was a hundred thousand dollar budget. Then that's really impressive because there's some shit in here that looks pretty good. Yeah. Not that it's like they a monster thing. They definitely did a great job with their practical effects. Oh yeah, the and aesthetic not being was too CG. Yes. I I like I liked that, and just the way that they came up with the different thing. And honestly, it reminded me of the movie Stay Alive, which we've all done on here before. And um, the first original saw. Yeah. Is what it reminded me of a lot. Yeah, I can see that. It it really reminds me of that. And it also, like, I mean, it's clearly like a a fucking twist on choose-your-own-adventure narratives. Oh, absolutely. I feel like this this Twitch streamer was probably like, you know, everyone's got all these choose-your-adventures out and whatnot. Why don't we make a movie where we see that? choose their own adventure. Yeah, because that's how it started. Like, you and me, like, we've played, like, the quarrying games like that now, and the Telltale games, and that's very much that. It's make a decision, and this happens, or this happens. But those games go back to, like, the early 90s or even the 80s. I remember, Sharon, you've played those games to where it's a text. It's like, all right, yep. what do you do? I do. I go down this way. Okay, well, this happens, and then, so... But this just makes it so much creepier. Because <laughs> you can die. It definitely puts some stakes right in Right after, it's like, choose or die. Yeah. And then, like, you don't say anything. It's like, choose or die. And then they don't say anything, and then it's just like, until you actually make a choice. It's yeah. like, oh, well, I'm going to fucking torture you to death until you make a choice. Yeah. From what I was getting, I think it's like a some sort of a mind explosion if you don't choose. Because we don't know what happens when somebody doesn't choose. I think 
I think it's more of an alarm that goes off when they're not choosing. Yeah. To be like you, you're cheating, you're, you're breaking the game. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't like cheaters. Because like Sharon brought that up to me, um, a while ago, uh, in the car actually on the way to work today about how they were caught technically cheating. Yeah. Because they were supposed to do something else, but they did something else instead. They were on a bike instead. Yeah. So if they tried to get around it, it would just be seen as cheating. Yeah. And they're going to get punished. And that alarm goes that goes off is old school 80s modem sound. It is. Going yeah. off in their head, pretty much saying, okay, you're cheating the game. And, you know, this is this is what's going on. You're going to either become part of the game or yeah. you're going to die. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Pretty much. And also what's really cool about this is my first choose-your-own-adventure thing wasn't even a movie. It was horror, but it wasn't even a movie. It was Goosebumps, actually. Yeah, because they made a um, couple of those. They made about six or seven of them because they were really intense. Like, they were they were not meant for children. They were not the regular Goosebumps books. Yeah. And basically, like, it had, like, about, it had about, like, a 300-page book. And, like, every five or ten pages, you had to make a decision. And it'd be cool, though, because it'd be, like, if you chose this, turn to page blah, blah, blah. If you did this, turn to the next page. Yeah, it was one of those. And it's, like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. So that's kind of what, like, this was to me as, in a movie. So... I mean, I am a little disappointed because I feel like the concept was so good that if he would have just looked a little bit harder to find another director to do it with him, I think he, I think it would have been great. I think I think it would have got a release. I think it would have got a theater release. But unfortunately, yeah. you got an indie director. You, you got a, a bunch cast of that nobody kids. knows. Yeah. The only fucking person in the whole entire cast listening to anybody knows Robert England. And let's be honest, he's like in he's three in seconds like, of the movie. Like he's the voice. He's for the a voice bit. for like five minutes. He does the opening, the opening segment about yeah. finding the treasure, and then when she's playing the rat game to save her mom, or she thinks it's to save her mom, it's him. Yeah. He's the one directing that game. Yeah. Other than that, that's that's it. Like I said, you really don't even see you don't even see him. And, but it's cool, and they chose the right amount of him and just having the voice to where it gives it a legitimacy without making it the Robert England show. Because this has nothing to do with him; it doesn't need him. But the mm-hmm. fact that it's like, oh, there's a star, there's star power, and it makes it oh, like the guy. Well, a famous. lot of people forget Robert England is a very seasoned horror professional. And not just because of Freddy Krueger or Urban Legends or anything like that. He was in the fucking original Candyman mm-hmm. as the professor. He was off he was also in the original Evil Dead. Yes. And that's why when they did Nightmare on Elm Street, this is a fun fact what um, Wes Craven was asked by Freddy Krueger when Nancy was watching a scary movie if they could make it one of his movies. Yeah. So what did Nancy watch when she's trying to keep herself up? People that. Yep. So that's just a little sprinkle on top of the information. And also it is very it was a rushed production. You can kind of tell that they didn't have much time. This one or the original movie? This, this one. Okay. They had very, very limited time. They had very limited space. You think so? Is that the vibe you got from it? I, that's the info I got from it, too. Okay. Not just the vibe. The yeah. reason why they were, like, cleaning the empty offices and such was to base, it was basically a play on there being no work anywhere. Yeah, because it's COVID. Yeah. Or it was just coming out of COVID, I believe. But Kayla... And it really makes me angry. There's a girl named Kayla. She's our she's our main girl. So we're only having the spoilers now. Okay. Main girl Kayla, very 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 sweet girl. But before we even get to her, we'll go we'll we'll actually go to the beginning. So there's a man who's programming a new game. Right? It's called Cursor. And this gentleman's name is Hale. Yes. And Hale 
start uh, demoing it out, and this other guy gets is the one is Hale the one that plays the demo with the yeah, because Hale's the dad that's stuck in okay, like the eighties, okay. and, oh, okay. and his mom, his son, and the wife are arguing. Okay, yeah. So Hale is stuck in the eighties, so he goes he goes downstairs while the mom and dad, mom and uh, kid are fighting and whatnot. He's working on a game called Cursor. Yes. And all of a sudden, the Cursor game becomes really weird. Like it's like level one. You are in a kingdom, and you have a chalice. Drink from the chalice, yes or no? And he says yes, and he drinks his beer. Yes. And he puts the beer down, and they're like, player places chalice down in front of them. Need a refill? Yes or no? And he put yes. All of a sudden, the beer was refill. And he looked at it, and where the label should be, it said, look behind you. Yep. And when he looked behind him, there was nothing there. Looks at the beer bottle again, and he says, fooled you. fooled you. Yep. So that was really cool. And then it says... Well, what was cool about that, too, is not only... It wasn't like a mug of beer that refilled. No. It was another beer bottle disappeared. Yeah, because it it didn't say refill to grab another one. Yeah. And so then that's... That's another. Yeah. 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 And I thought that was cool, how another one just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I appreciated about this thing, is how it gets into everything relatively quick. Yeah. You know what the movie's about in the first 10 minutes. Especially, like, when they're, like, did you have two people arguing about something, what would you rather do, stab the person in the ear or cut the person's tongue off? Yeah. Well, no, it, it, yeah, because it said her ears or his tongue. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't know. He finally said his tongue. Yep. And then Curtis was like, all right, very good. Come back for day two tomorrow. You passed your level. Yes. And he walks upstairs and he finds out that his wife legit cut off his son's tongue. Yeah. Yeah. And then what they don't really say, you don't find out to the end of the movie, but a deal right then and there is struck. There is a deal struck. We'll we'll go on a little bit more about the deal a little bit later, but a deal is struck. Oh, yeah. And then it moves to a young lady named Kayla. And the thing that pisses me off about Kayla is that everybody says that she's a student. She's not a student. She drops out of school. She doesn't even have her GED. She dropped out of school to take care of her mother because her mother had a mental breakdown mm-hmm. and is very sick. Yes. Because Kayla's little brother, Ricky, who she was supposed to be watching, wanted to go swimming. And Kayla looked away for a second and wasn't watching, and Ricky cracked. Yeah. And so in the beginning of the movie, because it caught me, it caught me like the second time. In the beginning of the movie, you see the mom holding this build bear like thing. Yes. And you hear the voices, and you hear our female voice go, come on, we're, we're talking into it in here, and we'll record our voices. And you hear the little boy go, I want to go swimming. Uh-huh. And she's like, I know you want to go swimming. We can go swimming as soon as we're done. Are you going to watch this time? I always watch. I promise. I always watch. And then that day he died. He drowned, yeah. So the Build-A-Bear is not something that his mother and him made. It's something that Kayla yeah. and him made. And uh, what this beginning does is really, and it tells you that, and it really tells you that, Kayla is down on her luck, pretty much. Kayla needs she the money. Sh- for what- she lives in a shitty-ass fucking apartment. Might as well be fucking completely green from the first fucking, yeah. like, candy man. She's got the scummy-ass fucker drug, drug guy trying to get in her mom's pants every fucking five seconds. Yes. And- Which the drug dealer, uh, Lance, who is also the landlord. So that's why, you know, he gets a little more... Cause Half he's not the landlord. He is the owner of the building. There's another landlord because the landlord is a fit. They're a fit about meat being carved into the uh, wall. Okay. Because Lance said something about it. Oh yeah, because he. Because she came back home finally, and he was like, "Oh, look what the cat drug in. Your landlord's pissed, by the way, because of that thing you did on the wall." And she looked, and it carved meat. Okay. And she, oh, what? Oh my god! Oh wow! And now that was from the rat thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
but she had successfully gotten her mother to the hospital because she got her mom jump out of a window, which that was clever. She found out that the game was trying to get her to kill her mom with like a rat trap kind of game. Yeah, that was And cool. instead of letting the game win and letting her get her mom killed and whatnot, she risked losing the game by having her mother jump out the fucking window. I mean, but here's what here's what gets me. The challenge of level two was to find the meat. Alright? That's the challenge. So how come since she cheated and she got her mom out the fucking window, how come it says level two complete, you are a worthy player? Because she found a workaround. I didn't see that as much as cheating as I did just finding an, oh, another way to win the game. Okay. I didn't think that was cheating. Okay. Because she got her to get – her mother risked her own life. She could have died from that fall. It was a big fall. You thought she was dead at first when it, she fell in the game. And that was the only way to, to like, get her out. So I, I, I didn't really see it as cheating as much because the game was her trying to, to be the rat and trying to – but also since – in the game, the mom disappeared. I, I think that that's why they gave it to her because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you got rid of the mom in this. Yeah. So I guess you could see it as cheating, but it, it's not as brash of cheating as what her and Isaac try to do. Yeah. You know. Do you it, think so too that the game thought the mother was dead when she jumped yes, out the window? Absolutely. Because so that could have been a choose or die situation. Absolutely. So the mother died, and she won. That's what I was getting at, Sharon. Okay. Because when they show the mother's picture uh, pixelated um, on game oh on game over for that player, her leg she's laying in a twisted up position. Yeah, like she's dead. Yeah, like she's dead. And even like on the initial fall, it's like a, one of those video game falls, like a do 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 do. Yeah. Like like she's dead. So you really think that she's gone? Yeah. And then you find out that she's she's not. I mean, she's still crazy, but she's she's not gone. She's all right. And then Taylor is like, well, I got to get to the bottom of this bullshit because yes. this is just not okay. We do have to introduce Ozzy Butterfield to Isaac because he comes before that. Yeah. And he, he doesn't yeah. die before that, but he is, he gets her into this. He's basically like, they're both tech nerds, even though she's not a student. They're both like techie programmer people. Yeah, they're program nerds. And, uh, he finds something about from the Robert England thing, the, the thing that he's trying to do. It's a treasure hunt. Yeah, he finds out the treasure hunt, and he tells her, and he's like, dude, I know you really need the money. And he's like a friend that you, he wants to be more than a friend, and it's not going to happen. And it's one of those situations. Yeah. And he keeps on telling her, like, this could be great for us. And she's like, oh. And he's like, yeah, it could be great for us if we split the money in half, and you can do what you, what you need to do, I can do what I need to do. And she's like, from the 80s, and he's like, you have, you have no idea how many movies came out back then that had, all these, that had all these prizes that no one ever actually won. Yeah. So this could be a legit treasure trove. Yeah. And she was like, fine, whatever. Meet me at the diner so we can go over this at like 1.30 a.m. Yeah. And he's like, all right, it's a date. And she said, it's a deal. Yes. And he's like, I'm still saying date. Deal. That was fun. And she walked out, and um, right before she walked out, she saw his notebook, and he was actually making a doodle of her as a superhero. Yes. So she thought that that was really cute. She didn't mention it to him for a while, but you know that she saw it. And she goes to the diner. Isaac just never fucking shows up. I have no idea what happened to him. I'm going to guess he fell asleep because it was like 1 o'clock in the fucking morning. So I'm going to guess that he just got some shut eye and forgot about her. Yeah. And she's getting ready to play. She figures out that every time she starts it, it's the time that it's going to play. And it's 2 o'clock. So she's got to play. Yeah. She's at a diner. They asked her if she wants coffee or cake. All of a sudden, the fucking menu changes right, right in front of her eyes, and it says coffee and cake. That's the only two options. And she says coffee. All of a sudden, the young waitress appears right next to her. And I don't know if this was a joke or not, because the actress did such a phenomenal job. So good, yeah. Because the waitress is like, tell me, when to, tell me when to stop or I'm not going to. Tell me when. Tell oh, me yeah. 
And then the girl is finally like, when, when, when? And she's like, God, I was just kidding. Yeah. Like, I don't know whether or not that was a joke. Yeah, it didn't feel... I don't think that the, I don't think that was the game. I think that was just her screwing around. They did a really good job in that scene of making you not know what's reality and what's not and what's a part of the computer program. And part of that is the really good acting by that actress that played the waitress because she seems like just a, a likable, nice waitress. She doesn't seem like she could be a part of this thing. So then when she starts doing crazy shit like that, and, you know, when you want to take a break and then I let you get starts breaking fucking glasses. And this is what I like because we've been playing a lot of the choose your own adventure video games lately with the horror games with mm-hmm. super massive. And it feels like those decisions are kind of the same thing to where you're fucked if you do and you're fucked if you don't. And sometimes the option that doesn't seem like it's going to help you will. Yeah. So she picks an option. It's take a break or keep going. Well, that seems pretty obvious. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I'm going to take a break. She even says, I need to take a fucking yeah. break. So the game took that as, oh, that means she's going to start breaking glasses. Yeah, so the waitress just looks at her, grabs a glass, and just drops it in oblivion. Yeah. And just continues to do it and do it and do it and do it. And then finally, okay, it looks back at the screen Same and thing. it's like, would you like her to stop or would you like her to clean up? And she's like, well, clean up. Obviously, she's going to get hurt. Yeah. And then she finds out, clean up, it's not the broom, it was a mouth. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, God. if you don't like gore and you don't like cringy body gore and you don't like gory moments and whatnot, this is not for you. Oh, I mean, no. it can e- this scene can easily be skipped and you can get through the rest of the movie okay, but yeah. this is one of the major parts of the movie where I'd say it took it a little bit too far. And keep in mind, if you are the, 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 the guy that's like, oh my God, I don't want to watch this, Mute the fucking thing too, because the blanket won't do enough. Because we're talking about glass, kids. Yeah. So yeah, I put the. I was like, I can't fucking watch this, and then they hear <laughs> the glass break. I'm like, ah! And it's like yeah, I was watching it anyway. The only reason that I was okay with it is because Danielle knows this. I watched a movie with Jenna Dewan-Tatum. It was one of her first movies. It was called Tamara, and Tamara actually got somebody to eat glass, actually got her stepfather, who was trying to molest her, to eat glass. Because okay. she's like, oh, you love that bottle, Daddy, don't you? Why yeah. don't you show me how much you love that bottle? Eat it. Okay. Finish it all. And there was two cases of beer. Jesus Christ. So he literally had to eat every yeah. last piece of beer before he died. Yeah, that's fucking too much. That and- was, I mean... They edited it heavily, so you didn't see that much, but that's what it reminds me It was me the of. gist of it. But yeah. this also took me back to the basement and the guy. Oh, the teeth. basement with the teeth. Just because, I don't know. I feel like with Ooh. horror, I've gone. I've, it's the eyes and the teeth for yes. me is what gets me. The eyes, the teeth, and the jaw. But I'm starting to, I watched Wrong Turn again uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'm starting to get back on board with cannibalism. I know that's a fucked up statement <laughs> to say. But uh, I don't, it's not as, Here's the like... Thing, wrong turn isn't really cannibalism. Not, not as much as, like... That's the thing. Wrong turn... It's there, though. They do eat them. Yes, they do eat them. But wrong turn is more of, like, backwards, hillbillies, hill have eyes kind of story. And they happen when to I, be cannibals. And they happen to I be cannibals. Saying, yeah. When I think of a good old cannibal story, I think of, like, the green Oh, Inferno. Inferno. I think of Mr. Eli Rock. Cannibal Holocaust is probably the biggest one. I, I think of him. Yeah. He he is the cannibal master. The pilgrim, all that bullshit. Yeah. I, where Wrong Turn just happens to be a movie that features cannibalism. I can yeah. see what you're saying. I mean, by the second one, it was a cannibalistic movie. And I don't want to go back and watch Green Inferno, mainly because that movie I will never watch that movie too. ever again. It sucks. It's horrible. It's not even that scary. It's just it's just seen after scene of like this little village just eating. It's just disgusting. And but I'm starting to get more on board to where I don't find that as cringy as I used to. I can deal with a cannibal scene with with somebody. So you're starting to get on my level to the point where you can you can tolerate it to a point. Yes. And as I'm getting towards that, 
the torture porn and the fucking shit like this is just really starting to fucking, that's more like cringy to me. Like I have trouble watching shit like this to where this woman's just eating glass and you have to watch the blood pour out of her mouth. It's like, I can't fucking do this. Well, body horror is a completely different genre of horror. Yeah. And that's the type of horror that when you, you hear people throwing up. Yeah, but I can do I can do arms, I can do legs, I, can, I love a good decapitation, you know that. I know, but like, let's, let's put like Terrifier, for instance, like the first Terrifier, when he shows the girl from head to toe with a fucking bone saw. Yeah. Like, that's too much. That's it is. something that did not need to happen. He could have just, he could have just, you could have just seen the saw, seen her hanging, and focus on her friend screaming. That was it. They did I, not have to see the fucking mind be no. like, doo, 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 You're not and wrong. selling the person. I agree with that, but I also did not have trouble watching that scene. I did not be, I wasn't, maybe it's the way it's shot compared to, the way this is. It was funnier. It was more funny. Yes. This is so intense and it's so like cerebral and it's psychological and the way the camera pans in on her. And it's just, it's very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. And I, and that's good horror and it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. So I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying it was one of those times where I'm putting the blanket. They actually did remake a long turn though, by the way, we need to watch it. Yeah, I know that. Uh, And I'm down. But I, I do – that scene did, did do a lot, and I like how it establishes that right away, that, oh, you might – we might look like we're throwing you a softball, but none of these decisions are going to be softballs. You are in for a – think about every decision because you, even the right one is going to be the wrong one. When the wait, when look, <coughs> she tries to give up, and mm-hmm. she closes the laptop, but instead of getting the ringing, it's her brother. Yeah. And he goes, you have to choose, Kayla. You have to choose. Choose or die. Yeah. And then that's when she came to when she told. Yeah, I felt bad for Isaac because I thought that meant he was going to make it, but it didn't. No, I was talking about with the waitress. Oh, okay. Because she, clo- she closed the laptop when the waitress was eating the glass because she couldn't do it anymore. So she's like, well, maybe if I just And then it, it said to choose stop. or die, yeah. Yeah. And it was good. And, and I thought that really established that you're not allowed to fuck with the game, but the game's yeah. going to fuck with you. And also, as well as fucking with the game, too, another thing I noticed in the diner was her boss wasn't freaking out. He was compliant with the game. Yeah, it was all part because of the Because when the girl, when Kayla was like, hey, you need to help your waitress now. The guy, the guy just started doing that modem sound that Sharon brought up. Yeah, this was more of a high-pitched demon, it felt like to me. A little bit. I'd have to go back and see it again. Pitcher. Yeah, but I felt more of like a like you angered a demon. Like type. stay away like, from her. Ah! Yeah, like it felt like that, like a hissing almost. Like yeah. a, no, you're fucking with the game. This demon is telling you to stop. Yeah. That's kind of the gist I got from it. You're right, honestly. I, I would definitely say you're right. I just thought it was cool that it the was. game was able to control everyone around her. Yeah, and, and she didn't her. even know, and especially with, with the stuff with the mom, which is, is the next part, I believe. And, yeah, the rat. And there's a few parts in between. Like, she goes and confronts Isaac. Like, what the fuck did you get me into? And he's like, dude, I don't know. And Isaac really works for me as a character, and he's the most relatable character in this movie because as a guy – in a techie industry, who's a techie guy, and as your your fiance is a techie guy, we've known a million Isaacs. A strung out, kind of like nerdy, just fucking, he's not even into drugs, but he's just like that dude that lives in a shitty apartment and just fucking, he's a programmer and he's smart as fuck, but he doesn't really get bitches and he's just like, I know this guy. I've met Isaac before. You know, I've met people like that. Sometimes I've been that. Yeah, this is like I had a hot date and she's like, what? Your TV? Yeah. And it's like he's just really smart, but he's just this kind of like not even socially awkward, but just the way he is. He's just a, a normal techie Unfortunately, dude. Unfortunately, Kayla is way too much woman for him. She's she's yes. focused on her life. She's focused on her family. She's focused on getting the fuck out of there. She's focused on making money and taking care of her mom. And the last thing on her mind is getting is happy. Isaac. Yes, and she's a strong, good character. But when it comes to re- relatability, I really think that Isaac is like probably the most relatable person in this because we've seen him before. Not that we haven't seen someone like Kayla who kills it in tech and like there's there's those stories too. But I've but like 
just that guy that's not really like he's not at a top company or anything. He's just kind of like a background underground tech dude. Like Isaac fits the key well, and the actor did a good job of portraying him. Of who yeah, he, he did an he did an excellent job. He did a really 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 good job. To the point where he did kill, but he did a really good no. Job. I thought the kill was absolutely ridiculous, and I thought it was stupid. But I thought it made me. I still cared when he was dying because I didn't want him to die. Yeah. So that he he did that well enough. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh... So... Yeah. Um, and then she finally, with Isaac's count before he dies, she finally finds out where the hell guy lives. Yes. And she gets to the bottom of it, and she figures out that hell really didn't even create the game. Somebody else did. No. And along the way, that's when, like, she's got to go... It, she like gets the day of her brother's death like she's in it right yeah. and they have to go in the pool and stuff and then she hey as you alluded to a that's little bit ago a, that's going a little bit too far that's something that happens after what i'm talking about well that's before hell but, but go she ahead. Walked yeah, because in, um, isaac was still alive i know but she walks in with the three sitting at the table isaac was already gone right well yeah he was yeah he was already i dead. thought hell was the father yeah, but Isaac was the pool stuff is way before all this because you got the pool stuff with Isaac. She chooses or die between him and the little brother. Oh, she you're talking Isaac. about a different pool, Daniel. I thought you meant the pool scene where she. Oh, not the very end. In. No, I mean the recreation of oh, when her brother drowned okay. and her and Isaac have to go in this like pool and then I just and she had to choose yeah between, between her dead brother and Isaac and she chooses Isaac and then. Right after that, which sucks because it's like, all right, maybe he's gonna live. Like she went, he's gonna, my boy's gonna make it. And he just thinks for choosing me. And she's like, I had no other choice. My brother's dead. Yeah, and then they automatically, and then they go to the scene with the VHS, and we do have to talk about that before because of how stupid it is. But also, it just starts like tape, like a VHS it's like tape. An infomercial. Yeah, and he becomes like a part of it. He starts getting staticky, which the visual I thought was cool. I thought the visual of him getting all staticky in the shit coming out of his mouth was cool. I didn't think it made any fucking sense. No, it didn't. I thought it was more, one of the most ridiculous coming kills. coming out of his mouth, guys, is the film. Yeah, it's the film. And, but it's one of the most ridiculous kills in horror history, and it's stupid. It's, and, and just it coming, and she's got fast forward or replay. Fast forward, and then she, and she kept doing it, and, and then at the end, you know, so much tape comes out of him that he dies. He dies anyways. And, and it's like, okay. <laughs> like, well, I was, I like, was all right. trying to get at, though, was when she goes into the house and finds the father. Yeah, this is the and end, the first, And the mother and the son. And she's like, why did you guys do this? Why? And he's like, well, the game got to me and made me do some horrible things. And I panned over to see his wife's ears missing and yes. his son had a mask on and couldn't talk. Where his tongue used to be. Yeah. And then he, you can and tell that he took out an eye too from the yeah. tongue because you see a, an but eye picture. The way I took that is because part of it, and I'm sure I cut me in the off, she's getting ready to say this. Yeah, I'm, she, I'm sorry. she really just cut me off. I'm sorry. Um, the father had said that I was forced to make copies and distribute the game. So what you're seeing on the sun, it looks like a fucked up copy. Yeah. It's not just where they have like a mask over his eye or his mouth. It's showing where you've done a copy too many times and things get askew. Okay. I mean, that's a good theory. Unfortunately, it's wrong. I read articles about it. But... Well, then go ahead. What do you got? It's fine. No, no, I mean, I, I was just saying what is, it, 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 it was a theory. What did you read? What is it actually? What is it supposed to be? That's an interesting theory. I didn't, I know, but I, I, I didn't get that. I, I don't remember now. Okay. I, I, it's fine. Because the way I took it was that the game, if you actually, like, survived and was a good winner, the, the game would give you back everything that you had. <sighs> but since, because it did for her. No, it didn't give her out. That was it. Her life didn't get any better. It even said in the end credit scene, the things that you lost will get fixed. And that's why her mom ended up being okay. And a lot of, and her financial situation and everything ended up being okay with her because it, it said that that's yeah, the that's reward. She, 
won. Yeah, but she won. They with, made a deal. That's what I'm saying. That, and that's the point that I'm trying to get to, is that since she won with more morality and she actually played the game and won the right way, that she got that victory and she got the ship back. Hal thought that he was going to, because he thought he was the hero, which he says numerous times, and he thought he won, so that's why he made those copies, because he thought that, like, the game was going to give his son his, his tongue back and shit. But it's not going to, because he was, like, a cheater and didn't, he just made a deal. He didn't play the game right. At least that's how I took it. I, I don't understand what you're talking about with Hal, Hal here. Is there, there's, two different, there's two different guys. Which one is Hal? Hal is the guy from the beginning and the guy at the there's end. There's two guys in the beginning and there's two guys in the end. Who is Hal? The father. Which one? Hal's the father at the end that's stuck in the 80s that I was telling you. And he's the one from the beginning. He's the one with the beer bottles. Yes. But the one who created the game has glasses. Yes. And he's the one in the, like, that's saying you beat my game and shit. Yeah, I thought he was the guy calling from Kismet. Yeah. He created the game. Yeah, that's that's the guy at the very end that's calling her and said, saying you were a worthy, worthy opponent. Well, yeah, and I I get that. What I'm saying though is I'm not talking about that guy. I'm talking about Hale. I know, but this guy needs to be talked about, not Hale. Hale was a pussy. Yeah, but that's what we were talking about. Why the things got recreated on his kid. And why he's got the picture on his tongue and... But I don't agree it got recreated. I think that was just something he did to make his kid comfortable. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Right, what else do you got? This is good. It's a healthy debate. I thought the ending was good. I like that uh, she was a better person. Hell was a scumbag that kind of got to where he was. His own wife hated him and wanted to kill him. And... Uh, I like that that dynamic that he's not really a good guy because you didn't know like you just saw the beginning maybe he's not like a bad guy but then you see he's kind of a coward and kind of a douche like a pussy and like he's like he really is this dude that's like stuck in the 80s and he's the hero in his own story he's kind of a narcissist yeah and uh you know and everyone in in the family except for the son because the son's kind of like brainwashed and like really fucked up trying to protect the father where the wife didn't care about her husband and I like at the end how, like... And what, that's what I was trying to say. That was my favorite kill, but... Yeah, it was really good. There's no reason to talk about it now. So. What's your favorite kill, Daniel? Uh, I, I like the end. I thought the way he went out and drowning through the face like that was good. How did he drown, though? Because what affected her also affected him and vice versa. So if you shoot him, he's going to, like, feel it. If you shoot her. And if you, like, shoot him in the, in the leg, she's going to fucking have the blood shot and start bleeding down her leg. And that was kind of the twist at the end. So that's why the wife was following her outside with the gun trying to shoot her. Her and him get into it and start fucking each other up. He really gets her. But then she fucking puts a weight belt. She grabs this weight. And then she drops down to the ocean. While she's like, he stabs through her. And she fucking drops into the pool. And while she's, he thinks he was like, I'm the fucking hero. And then water just starts spilling from his face. And I thought that was really well done. It's like, oh, she's going to get you. She's going to And he just drowns to death and he collapses. And I thought that was a really well done, fun kill. Absolutely. Uh, and and the way the wife was like, we'll be fine after. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And she's like, we've been waiting for this. Uh, the, the way all that, the family fit at the end was a little weird, but I also thought it, it was a pretty cool ending. I feel like that was their way of circling back and finishing it. Yeah. Because let's let's be honest here. If they didn't circle back, what would be our one thing that we'd be thinking of? What the fuck happened in the family in the first one? And to be honest with you, I didn't even realize at first that the family at the end was the family at the very beginning. Yeah. I, I do that right away. I didn't now, catch that. Yeah. I remembered his face, so I, kept, I was like, oh, shit, it's them. And then, obviously, the kid with the no tongue and shit definitely gave it away for me. But, uh, yeah, I thought the ending really worked, and I'm glad that things end up working out for Kayla. And I, I'm glad that she's kind of – she gets to be the hero, and she gets to finally – And she, she gets, gets to win to the game. And she gets to be one big fuck, final fuck you to Lance. Yeah, and Lance is a character that I really didn't care for, and I really didn't think fit in the story. And I feel like he was just kind of there, so she, she could push it off to him. He was a scumbag drug dealer, and her mom is depressed. 
and the departure medication wasn't doing anything for her, but the straight drugs were. And she's and her and Kayla's like, no, like you need to stay away from the straight drugs. Those are the drugs that are gonna kill you. You need to take the drugs that the doctor's giving you. I said, I don't want to. Yeah. So Lance for me was kind of a middleman. Absolutely. Because in his mind, I think that he thinks that he was doing the adult-like thing to do. Yeah. He was, quote-unquote, taking care of them. That's what I'm saying. In his mind, he was, quote-unquote, helping Kayla take care of her mother. Yeah. But he did it in the completely wrong way, unfortunately for him. But he got what was... What was due to him? I'm really, really satisfied that she actually got to kill him at the end. And I also really liked the way that when she did meet the creator of the game, because she does meet him at the very, very end, he says, are you a creator or are you a player? And she says, well, now I'm a creator. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? And she's like, punish those who deserve it. Yes. And then it goes to black. And I thought that was really cool. Because that was kind of like what they tried to do in Saw with Amanda. Yeah. And Jigsaw. But Amanda didn't have a pure heart. And Jigsaw was able to see that. Yep. And reverse it and flip it on her. But... Kayla actually did have a pure heart. Yeah, she did. And that's and that's why I was saying I thought that's why shit worked out for her and not hell, but Yeah. Absolutely. But uh Well he cheated. Yeah. That was my point. But uh you got anything else? What what'd you think of the movie? What are you gonna rate it? It was good. I'd give it a six point five at least. I like I I mean I'll I'll say it once and I'll say it again. If they would have had a better more seasoned, not even directors, the director did great. Mm-hmm. If they would have had a more seasoned crew and a more seasoned, like, casting, uh, like, then it would have been a hit. I could have easily seen us in the theaters, been blown away. I would have been very happy by it. But unfortunately, you can have the best idea in the world. You don't got the money, and you don't got the talent, and you don't got the cinematography behind it. It's gonna go right in the toilet. Yeah, I didn't feel I didn't feel like this went in the toilet though, and I felt I like it. It, I'm just saying though that's why it didn't get a Hollywood review. Yeah, I can I can see that. I don't know if that's what they were going for either though. Uh, I don't know. Did, when you were doing your, okay. He just said that he wanted to come out with a movie. Because what we forget is that a lot of like indie people like making those indie low budget movies because they make more return off it. And he might the contract with Netflix to fucking have it on the platform might fucking double whatever he made, you know. Yeah. So he might be fucking killing it off that. It's like fuck it, I don't need to fucking and have all these Hollywood producers. Two years now. Yeah, a set of Warner Brothers fucking taking eighty percent of his shit. He probably got more of the pie this way. Yeah. So it might have worked, worked out in the better form. Absolutely. But I give this a hot 7 out of 10. I'm a little higher on it than you. Uh, because the only things that really didn't work for me was some of, like, the glass and the, some of the body horror, I thought, was a little, not distasteful, but I thought it was a little too much, and it took away from the movie. I thought it was too much body horror, and I feel like the grief throughout the piece was just, overused. Yeah. As far as the mother went. Yeah, a bit. I understand that there's grief going on. You lost your kid. You went crazy. I understand all that. I I get it. But having her wake up immediately and being like, Ricky wants to go swimming, like, put her in a home. Yeah. Take her to a hospital. Like, a real hospital. Something is wrong with her. Yeah. And, like, Kayla thought, like, maybe he, like, came to her in a dream, and she's like, no, he's right there. Like, no, get her in an actual mental institution. Yeah. The lady is bonkers. She lost her son. 
Yeah, I mean, she seemed there enough. Like, because she was, like, a compelling, nice woman. Yeah, and she was really nice to Kayla. Like, yeah, after she... Kayla witnessed the suicide, she called her a nickname that she hasn't called her in years. And she even said something about that. She's like, wait, Bob, you haven't called me that in years. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, I, just, I felt like it today. So, like, she was slowly starting to get better before the whole rat thing happened. I just feel like the guilt and the remorse kind of thing were kind of, like, poured on us. And it just kept on getting poured. I don't disagree. That's not what made it not work for me. I think the only – my biggest criticism of this movie is that I think – and it does what a lot of movies don't do nowadays, to where this has a better story than it does kills. And you don't see that a lot of now. A lot of movies nowadays, you see a terrible fucking movie with some cool ass fucking kills. Yeah. And this was the opposite. And I feel like we just dropped the ball for some cool shit. I felt like the premise was there to like really make some fun, cool they had kills. Amazing and like, plot and amazing. Yeah. Plot. And I thought everything behind the writing it. wasn't there. Yeah. I thought some of the like like the way the scenarios played out. As much as I liked them, I just thought they could have been better. Yeah. So. That would be my only, like, critique to I where mean, I thought there could have been some She's working shit. in an abandoned, abandoned fucking warehouse, and then all of a sudden there's a computer? Yeah. What, what, wasn't that where she was working? Wasn't that, like, the Kismet headquarters? I don't know. They didn't say anything about that. Maybe. I kind of thought it was the same company. It might have been. I'm not sure. But, yeah. Besides that, I thought the performances were great. I thought the direction was fine. I thought it was shot well. Yeah. For being like independent, I thought it was like it felt like a big budget movie. I did, I didn't, I didn't see a difference. I really didn't. I didn't feel like I'm watching something on Tubi that's like made by my cousin. I didn't feel <laughs> like that. I thought it was like a good, well made horror movie. And the the things it that did just its some job. yeah, I think it did its job well. Like I said, I do think that there was a lot more opportunity here, and maybe that's why there might not be another one. Because I feel like this could have easily been a franchise if done a little differently, but. I don't know. I, well, I mean, they set it up at the fucking end. I like, mean, they might. They so, might. And then they can go the saw route of we take a bunch of bad people and we try to kill them. They, they might. They might make her into her own little jigsaw character. Yeah. I can see it. So there is potential for that. I don't know if it's going to get realized because I don't know if this totally did its job as the first movie in that. Yeah. But for a standalone movie, I thought it was really good. I would like to see a prequel. I wouldn't mind it. I would like to see what pissed this man off so much. I don't need it. I don't need to, see. to do that. I don't need to see what pissed off a, a fucking angry yeah, version like of me. See, I would like to see his motive. Okay, well, I what I got from the movie itself in that one little backstory where they showed the scene of him, where he stumbled across these symbols that if used in the right way, it could cure things yeah, or destroy things. Okay. And the test was where the symbol, sorry, the symbols yeah. were in the program and the kid was locked in that room and it was either eat or starve to death. Yes. And he was forced to eat his own arm. But before he started eating his arm, the programmer stabbed, stabbed himself in his arm and blood was gushing out. Yes. So when the kid started eating his arm in this closed-off room, the blood started going back into the programmer's arm and healed him. Yeah. So to me, the prequel of it is the guy was playing around with these ancient symbols. Yeah. And he, he put that into the game. Yeah. I That's guess. what I took out of it. But. And, and I don't disagree. I didn't, really, I didn't get that, but I, I, can see, I can see it now. I kind of went the other way from both of you to where I don't think he needs a motive, and I like that he's just this cold, calculated piece of shit. I don't think that everyone needs to be realized all the time. I think characters work in what they are, and, like, him just calling her at the end, like, coldly like that, like, how's you doing? And then she's just like, yeah, fuck you, make it, give it to bad people. Like, I, I liked what he was there for. I, I don't know if I need to see more of him. I don't disagree with you. But I, I don't know if I need to see, like, his motives, because okay. from well, what I, I saw... Was, not even his motives, though. I'm talking about, like, his situation. Like, not his motives, but, like, kind of environment. Okay, like his backstory, in. yeah. Like, not necessarily what made him go crazy, 
but what attributed to him creating the game. Okay. Because there's a difference between going crazy and going psycho and then making a game like this to make it do it for you. I feel you. There's a di- that's completely different type of crazy. If you're crazy enough to stab someone in the fucking jugular and then walk away, that's crazy. But if you make a game that does it for you, that's genius. I gotcha. I just, I feel like we've seen kind of that movie before of a man going crazy, but I do, I see what you're saying. I just, he's not my favorite character. I think that's the only reason I'm pushing back. I like five other characters in this movie more than him. And what he, like, provided was cool and it was good and he was, like, kind of a good villain. But, like, he's total in the movie for five minutes. You can watch this movie and forget who created the game. It's possible. I can see the casual viewer watching this guy. Who fucking, oh, that nerdy dude that looked like a virgin? Oh, cool. But... The, the movie, to me, is about Kayla's journey and then finding her way back to hell and fucking, you know, set, settling the, the course here. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all I have on it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. It was a really good movie, honestly. Like I said, I give it a 6.5. It was good. But, uh, do you have an idea for next week, or? I think that's the next week. It's your choice. Okay, and then I think we should do the wrong term remake. We'll find out where it's at. Okay. If we can't find it, then we'll update people on Facebook if we'll do something else. But right now, let's do the wrong term remake. All right. So, everyone, have a good night. Make sure uh, that you guys do follow us on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, You can follow the Everything Unscripted Podcast Network. um, That gives not only us a follow, but it also gives our other shows on the network a follow as well. And also remember that you can always comment. And at some point, we will be putting on Facebook or TikTok or whatever a number where you guys can call in and be a part of the show as well. Yeah, I'm also going to have it in the description of the episode. So if you want to fucking tune in and give us like a quick review or what you think or, or anything, go ahead. You know, we love hearing or from people. Or just if you have like a different opinion or like... Say I say something wrong. I can also put my email up there too, yeah. or we can make a stabcast email. But we'll we'll do something like that because we definitely want to get more fan interaction. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, make sure to check out all our stuff and make sure to join us here this Sunday for another mm-hmm. stabcast where we do wrong turn. Yep. And we'll be back. All right. Who do you guys? Excuse me. Sorry.